right, y'all. Welcome to another kingdom building conversation. We put Christ on display through those serving him in the culture. Uh, I believe the title of his first album was No Gray Lines. I mean, it, it, to me, it says a lot about his musical persona, if you will. Further, as you ended that first album, I won't forget this. Within the first 30 seconds, he noted there are two sides to this story. There's either darkness or light. I'll never forget that. So I've been watching his brother's career for over 10 years. That album was over 10 years ago, No Gray Lines. Um, a lot has changed for sure during this time. If you think about it, we've seen a lot of things right over the last 10 years. But one thing I will say is that he's been mad consistent in his message about the cross, about Jesus, etc. So I want to welcome to a kingdom building conversation. None other than my man, Mouthpiece. Mouthpiece, what's up, brother? Welcome. What's good, man? Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. I'm glad you could make it, man. Good, good for you to be here. So um, that's a start there, man. What's the background on your name, bro? Well, um, to be honest with you, so, so I'm trying to, you gotta excuse me if I don't, if I can't give you script and chapter verse to go to it, but I, <laughs> I do remember, I do remember one time, um, I was searching for a name. I was, uh, mm-hmm. I had, you know, as a rapper, you have all these crazy names you try to come up with that you think is going to be dope. Um, so, so at conception, I was really in the word at one point and I was studying mm-hmm. and praying to God. And I ran across uh, the verse. I want to say it's in Genesis, but I ran across uh, the verse where God is is basically talking to Moses and telling Moses that he wanted him to go and and be a voice, be the voice of the people, but also be a voice to Pharaoh yeah. uh, on his behalf. And a, as we, you know, we, we a lot of people read it in different ways, but it says that Moses had a speaking problem. Moses said, I can't I can't do this. I can't even speak right. I'm, I'm very, basically paraphrasing. Right. So, that I'll use your your uh, nephew, Aaron. I'll use I'll, I'll use Aaron then to be my mouthpiece. Right. And that's where it came from. In some translations, it, it it's uh instead of mouthpiece, it says spokesman, gotcha. or person. Gotcha. So when I when I read that, it hit me. It just kind of resonated with me, like wow, you know, God actually uses certain people to be His spokesman. He used certain mm-hmm. people that He speak through two different nations or people or, you know, it could be however you want to see it. But at that moment, when I heard that, it just resonated with me. And ever since mm. then, I was like, wow, God, I'm, I'm, I'm your mouthpiece. Yeah. So I can with it. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, and that, that scripture, man, is such a beautiful illustration too of, um, you know, a lot of times we talk about how uh, God prepares us for a mission, uh, gives us purpose, but equips us, you know what I mean? And, that is one of the most powerful illustrations too, man, as, uh, Moses and Aaron, that relationship and how that works. So, yeah, yeah, yeah no doubt. So before we go too deep, man, I always love to do this thing. I, we call that on the core link. Uh, I'm sorry, on Holy Culture, um, the uh, the lightning round. Just some lighthearted questions, man, and not too deep. Um, just, to, you know, just to get you warmed up into the conversation a bit. You, you good with that? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. So. okay. We'll get, I mean, hit you with some easy ones and they're going to get progressively harder. So, uh, <laughs> all, right. all right. So let's 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 jump in. No, and don't don't overthink these. There, there's no bad answers. So you can't, you can't right. go wrong. All right. Uh, let's start here. Favorite CHH artist. I, I really don't have one. That's that's tough, man. Okay. I really don't all have right. one. I'm, I'm going to move on. Testing, okay. a, texting or talking? I would say uh, talking. Favorite verse of scripture? Uh, several. <laughs> Look, I, I feel like my favorite verse is the one that I need to hear. 
I heard that. That's, <laughs> I heard that. That's good. That's good. Um, favorite favorite vacation spot? Uh, I would say the Bahamas. Bahamas. I love the Bahamas, man. Yeah. Um, uh, the GOAT question, man. Jordan or LeBron? <sighs> Jordan. Jordan. But I think, but I think that I think that LeBron makes a strong case. He does. He does make a strong case. But I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Um, all right. Now these are critical questions, bro. Um, favorite board game? Mm, uh, Monopoly. Mm, favorite movie? Uh, favorite movie probably Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York. Okay, yeah. Now, <laughs> favorite. I'm going. I'm now. I'm going category specific. Favorite kung fu movie. Oh, favorite kung fu movie. Uh, probably uh, uh, Five Deadly Venoms. Yeah, my man. That's what I'm talking about. You're the first person to finally say it, my man. That's one of my favorites, man. Yeah. Um, favorite video game. Um, NBA 2K. Okay, I'm all, with all you. the way up to now. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I stopped playing Madden a couple years ago. You know what? Me and Doc Watson used to play Madden like crazy. And then yeah. um, I started playing more 2K more. And uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, my brother and I play almost every other day, man. Um, favorite gaming system? I would have I would have to say Xbox. Xbox? Okay. Okay. Rocking with Xbox. Yeah, rocking with Xbox. Got you. Um, what's the first item on your bucket list? I think I got, I mean, the first item on my bucket list. Wow. I don't know. I never thought about that. I think that because uh, bu- <laughs> when you think bucket list, I guess I'm thinking like something that I feel like is out of my reach that if I, that I, if I could get it, man, I don't know. Well, that has to happen before you, before you pass, right? Something you like, I got to get this done. This is, this is something I have to experience before I pass. I think I want to, um, okay, well, I I think this is achievable. My, my wife and I uh, went to Paris. Mm. We had the opportunity to really travel around the world. Uh, I say around the world, several places. So my goal now is to, to take my kids. I have, I have two nice. sons and two daughters and I want them to see Paris. I want them to see, I want them to see several places, but the person, the place that pops up first is Paris. So to yes. be able to take my, uh, me, my wife and all my children to Paris. That's beautiful, man. It's so yeah. that's so selfless of you, brother. So selfless, <laughs> so selfless. Um, uh, favorite junk food. Oh, favorite junk food. Probably. What would you consider a junk food? Well, Look, my wife, my wife is on a health kick right now. So, so even stuff that I feel like ain't even junk food. Oh, bro. Probably junk food. Dirt. Like I was going to say wings. I was thinking chicken wings, but third, that's like almost junk food. That's like junk like food. That all the time. <laughs> yeah. If you're on the, if you're on the health kick. Yeah. Probably anything fried to her right now. Right. Yeah. Anything fried. So yeah. uh, probably chips. I just say chip, chips. Chips. Yeah. Anything yeah. out of, anything out of the can probably. Yeah. She probably like mm. Star, <laughs> Star Trek or Star Wars. Oh, probably, probably. Oh, pe- people will hate me for this. Probably Star Trek. I don't Star like Trek. Star. I ain't, ain't, a, ain't a Star Wars fan like that. Oh, yeah. You go. You know what? No matter which way you answer that question. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, ask permission or beg forgiveness. That's tough because it depends on which, where, where you stand on the situation. Yeah, right, right, right. I right. would say beg forgiveness. I'm going to take the I'm going to take the humble route. I'm going to say beg for forgiveness. Beg forgiveness. All right, last question. If you could go back in CHH history mm-hmm. and do a song or a collection of songs with one artist, who would that artist be? Uh, we had an opportunity. I would say this and and it probably won't happen and there's no beef in 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 it, but I pro- I would have loved to did to do a mixtape, a full mixtape with Biz. 
Me and Big talked about it. We never did it. But I still think back then when 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 I was kind of coming up and he was and he was coming up and I think that would have been crazy for me and him to collab on a whole mixtape. That would have been that would have been stupid. Two, uh, two biz, huh? You said biz, biz bizzle, bizzle. Oh, got you, got yeah, you. Yeah, whole mixtape oh. bizzle. Me and bizzle on a whole mixtape. Oh, I crazy. can see that. Definitely, yeah. definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely. All right, good man, good, good, good deal. Well, let's start here, man. Where where'd you where'd you originally grow up? So I grew up originally in a, a small city called Anniston, uh, which is in Alabama. Okay. Uh, born, born and raised. I lived there till I was about fifteen. Uh, yeah, but till I was about fifteen, moved to Atlanta. Uh, my what sophomore year in in high school. So so I've been I've been in Atlanta, Georgia since I was fifteen years old. Okay. So I, but I grew up, I grew up and and was was predominantly raised in in Alabama. Got it. What, what drove the move to Atlanta? <laughs> right, roll tide. Roll tide. <laughs> So um, we talked about that earlier, man. Oh I, yeah, I all day, all day, all day. I get it. So I moved to Atlanta. I moved to Atlanta because my mom. My mom, uh, just in Atlanta, there's really no comparison from Anniston, Alabama, to Atlanta, Georgia. Just, just so much more opportunity. Yeah. Um, my mom was able to land an opportunity uh, working with the government, which with CDC specifically. So okay. she, she basically worked and has retired from working from the Center for Disease Control. So that was just mm. a great opportunity for her financially but it also was a great opportunity for us uh, it kind of brought it us in a in a whole i mean if, if you ever lived in a small city and then you move into a big city that just expands your your imagination your mindset your everything yeah yeah mm-hmm. no i feel you i feel you you know one of the things like i mentioned earlier was um the thoughtfulness and uh consistency of your lyrics man and the songs um, there's not a whole lot of, uh, what's what I'm looking for. There's not a whole lot of unused space in your songs, man. Um, you know, I've listened to, I think all of your albums or, or projects, maybe better stated, cause some have been EPs, et cetera. And there's right. not a lot of unused space, man. From the first one through, um, the one, um, that has do it like Paul on it. I can't remember the name of that project and, and uh, right now. Um, but, uh, like closed caption was one of my songs, man. Uh, do it like Paul. And, um, you know, I, I will be interested to know what drove your one, what drove you to Christ, bro? Tell that story, share your testimony. Okay. So, so in all honesty, and and this is really the way that I, I look at salvation period. I'm starting to, I've grown and I'm, I'm, I'm starting to look at how God reaches us, the position God allows us to be in before we are receptive and Mm. all these particular things. So my testimony in a nutshell is I had a dream. I was in the world. Mm. Um, and I had a dream that I was falling off a skyscraper building. I know some people have had this, this dream before, but before I hit the, hit the ground, I woke up Mm. and I've always known about the Lord. Um, I grew up actually before my, my parents ended up getting a divorce before they got a divorce. I grew up in a church home. My dad was a pastor of his own church. So I was a PK for, for a lot, a lot of my early years. But when they got a divorce, that sheltering mindset, my mom didn't have on me. So I, so I basically was able to start listening to any kind of music and and I started it it was just the door was open a little bit more for me to to get into more to 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 listen to more stuff that was outside of this this church world. Right. Um but getting older and and and, and into my 19 18 after I graduated high school, I got saved at the age of 20. Um I I had my own apartment, me and my homeboy had our own apartment. I mean, I was out there, man. I was smoking mm-hmm. weed. Mm-hmm. 
uh, getting drunk, going to the club, different women. I mean, just doing my thing, just living a, uh, you know, my living out my youthful lust. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Best way I can say it. But I had when I had this dream, I had a dream that I had fell off a skyscraper building. And before I hit the ground, I woke up. Hmm. And when I woke up, I was just sitting in my bed thinking and knowing at that moment that I was on my way to hell. I literally I right. feel like I was conveying to me that you're if you die today, you're going to hell. You're going to hell. So I knew it. There was no doubt in my mind where I was going to go. And that in, in itself uh, transitioned my theology, my thought of God, because I always was like, you know, I believe in Jesus Christ. I grew yeah. up in the church, so I believe in Jesus Christ, but I wasn't living any kind of life that was honoring him. Right. So sometimes you think that you because you believe in Jesus Christ or because you think you know him and have a relationship with God through through Christ that you saved. And, and that was just a reality check for me to, that I wasn't really saved, that mm, God literally yeah. showed me. And, and this and this is this is the best way I can explain it. I saw where I stood with God through God's eyes and mm, not my own mm, mm, and mm. not my own. And I think that that in a lot of people's lives that's that's where we fall short we yeah. we judge our own lives versus allowing the scriptures and allowing god to show us where we stand with him yeah. and so in that I, I was like i need to be saved i need to be saved and I, I i don't that's the best way that's why i don't ever omit hell or, or heaven from the gospel being preached because right. i believe that for you to to have a desire in you to be saved for you to even feel like you have a need to be saved you have to realize that you're in trouble. You have yeah. to realize that you, you're, you know, you're out of the will. So when I had that dream, woke up sitting in my bed and I'm like, man, if I die today, I'm going to hell. It was just this reality that everything that we know as life will not be in, will not even matter. will not even be in existence anymore at some point. And uh, that after that, man, that, I called my sister who was going to church during that time. And I said, listen, when the next time you go into service? Mm. And she she came and picked me up when they went. And I don't even I always tell people I don't remember what the pastor preached. I was just waiting for the altar call. Didn't matter. I was just, the whole time I was like, man, when the altar call come, I'm going down there. Right. And, and that's how I got saved. Man, something you said was so beautiful, man. Um, I saw how God saw me through my own eyes. Yeah. That's a powerful statement, man. What, but you know, but but for you to for you to have that realization even after the dream, right? I mean, so it was more than just being scared that to have that kind of awareness, that kind of acknowledgement, that kind of like, man, that kind of piercing of the heart. What what had happened prior to that that even prepared you for that in your mind? Um, well, my my sister at that time, and it's so awesome. My sister at that time, the same sister that I called to uh, take me to church with her, my older sister. Mm. She, at that time, was coming over to the house continuously. Minutes, I, I felt like God was just leading her. And she was, she mm. would come over, and me and my homeboy, we we was, I mean, we was, we wouldn't, we would never even stop doing what we was doing. Like, we would talk. It wasn't like, no, we wasn't trying to be disrespectful. This is what we do. We get up, right, right. we kicking it, we hanging out, you know what I'm saying? We twisting up blunts, we, and we smoking, and she would come over and talk to us. So as, as she talking to us about the word, we was, you know, taking taking hits and passing the blunt back and forth between me and my homeboy. And um, I, I really believe that God was using her to just plant seeds in us. Yeah. And that really got me thinking about it, even though it seemed like I was ignoring her. She was still planting seeds. And I think that it, it just was causing me to think like, man, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? That's right. kind of how I felt like I'm good. I'm I'm straight. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I don't believe in Allah. I don't believe in Buddha. 
you know what I'm saying? Some of some of my close friends, even during that time, were were, were Muslims. You know what I'm saying? Right. They wasn't living it to the T. I wasn't living Christianity to the T, but I knew about Christ growing up in the church. But I never I knew enough to be like, you know, I'm not worshiping no other God. I'm not. It's only Jesus Christ. So I knew right. enough to say that. But I really wasn't living it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, yeah. it, and it, it really wasn't nothing on the inside of me convicting me, telling me, like, you living foul right now. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like. And to be honest with you, I, I I I really got that revelation probably a year, maybe a year ago, that the only the only way that I was able to really, really for, for me to really see myself is for God to show me how he saw me. Mm. And I and I and I think about that in every situation to the, to uh, since that day and si- since God has kind of made that clear to me, it's like, mm. yo, how does God see me mm-hmm. when when I'm when I'm dealing with my wife? When I'm dealing with my children, you know, when I'm putting out music, you know, is God pleased with this? You know, and that right. and, and that and I think that a lot of times people look for a loophole. They look for a place in scripture where they feel like they can get over or where they feel like, you know, this ain't a sin that you can't find a scripture in the Bible that said it's a sin. So I really deal with God on a personal level. Mm. And, and and I really I really like that's the thought that really goes through my mind is. How does God see me? Not what I feel like I can get away with. How does God see me? And I think that that has helped me walk. It's helped me in everything that I do is I always acknowledge God and say, God, what do you think about this? I know what other people are doing. I know what other people are saying is okay to do. But how do you see it? And then then also, what is your will for me? Because if you're telling me not to do it, then I ain't doing it. Right. So that's that's strong, bro. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> There's so much in there, man, because, um, yeah, that that point of how he sees me, because a lot of times when we talk about, you know, what we want at the end of the day, we talk about success. Um, right. I think a lot of us have gotten conditioned and uh, through prayer and other things to to think about job well done, my good and faithful servant. Right. But that's right. such a long view. Right. right. Um, right. That, that in the moment view of how does God see me right now? Right. right. Having that as a constant uh, thought, bro. Uh, man, that's good. That's good. I'm sure your sister was celebrating when you go yeah. make that call. Yeah, it is. It, she, she. I mean, I always tell her, man. She, she had no idea what she was doing, and yeah. I, and I, and I always tell other people, like, you know, when it comes to ministering to the lost, when it comes to ministering to anybody, even us that are in the body of Christ now today, like it, it may seem like people are not listening. But you have to take the, you know, the Bible says one plants, one water, but God brings the increase. And you never know if you're watering or planting. You just never know. But you do know you have the responsibility to do to do one of those. Absolutely. And that's what she was doing, man. So I'm I'm grateful for her. And I mean, she has had a lot to do. Her obedience had a lot to do with where I'm at today. That's beautiful, man. So if my recollection serves me correct, bro, you are retiring from all of this in about two years ago, 2019. Yeah, nineteen. Yeah. Yep. So what, what? What? What brought you back, brother? God. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So so. There's a story to that as well. I, yeah. I really felt. I I felt like at the at the beginning of 2019, at the end of 2018, I really felt like I didn't have anything left. Um, mm. My desire to do music wasn't there anymore. Like it was the first time I really felt like I didn't have a drive to do it anymore. Right. And, and I always tell people with God, you know, God knows everything. He, he knows the whole scope of every command that he gives us. He knows right. where it's going to end. 
and he knows the process of what he's doing. So for me, I was like, wow, like I feel like God is saying it's it's a wrap. So that's the way I took it. I said, it's, you know, it's done. I don't have it in me anymore. I think I've spilled or or emptied myself out concerning uh the ministry through music where rapping is concerned. I just feel like I was done. Um, you know, long story short, uh hindsight at that time in 2019, it, 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 God, it, it allowed me to spend more time with my family. Mm. Uh, my wife and I were able to take uh, vacations that we didn't take before because I was always working. I was if I wasn't working at a job, I was always working on new music. And you never right. realize right. how much ministry I see music as ministry. I know other people see it as entertainment and I know people can be entertained by it, but it's always been a ministry to me. So but you never realize how much those things pull you away from your family and yes. you never realize yeah. the sacrifices that they're making. We always think about the sacrifices we're making for God, but you never think about the sacrifices that your wife is making the sacrifice to understand that your children are making like, man, I wish dad would go here. And I'm like, you know, I got to work on this project. I got to finish this. I got to put myself on a deadline. Mm -hmm. I got to put this out. I feel like God is telling me to do this. I got to do this. So it was a moment where my time was free and I was able to spend time with my wife. I was able to take some vacations uh, with my wife and with my children. Um, and I was able to get some some home affairs in order. At nice. that moment, my wife and I, we were renting renting a house, a three bedroom. Uh, I think it was like a two and a half bath house. Uh, yeah, that we were renting at that time. So we was already planning and believing for God to move us into a house uh, to, to own our own house. Um, as we said before, we even uh, started recording. I'm in my basement. I'm in right. my studio. I was, at that time, the studio that I had was a, was shared. It was a guest room being shared. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but that year, we got some some things in order. Our finances in order. Our taxes in order. We just did a lot of things that God was leading us to do, and He just broke the doors open, man. So right now, I'm you know we live in went from a three bedroom to a six bedroom. I got a six bedroom house now. Five. Man five bathroom man so god doing that and and god also showing me realigning my purpose um mm. because I, I think i did lose sight um in doing music i was losing sight of, of a lot of things concerning the music and i think god had to realign my purpose and also get some home affairs uh some some affairs in my home in line and 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 i, I now that i look back on that i'm like wow I didn't know that that's what you were doing, God, but I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful because now I manage it differently. I don't yeah, spend all my yeah. time down here in the studio. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's almost like I may spend a day, maybe even two out of two days, a few hours in the studio out of a yeah. whole week. Yeah. Outside of that, man, I'm, I'm like asking my wife, what do you want to do? Yeah. What is it? need done? Is it something that you want to do? Is it something that I can help you with? Spending time with my kids, you know, y'all want to go play basketball, y'all want to go play tennis, y'all want to go ride bikes, like what is it y'all want to do? And just really putting first first, man, I needed that. Mm, that's, I needed good. That. that's good. You know, we didn't, you know, plan to dive into this, but I, I will unpack something you said, bro. And, and by the way, I mean, this is the first time you and I have talked face to face, yeah. right? I mean, over the years, yeah. we've probably prayed, traded some emails, some DMs, so on and so forth. I know right. I sent you something when you were retiring because I was I was disappointed, uh, <laughs> mentally disappointed. I'm like, what? What you mean retiring? Bro? Like, what? <laughs> what? And then I think uh, it was not too, unfortunately, too too long after that uh, that uh, what's name from Gospel Gangsters had passed away. Like, it was just mm -hmm. like, what's happening? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, 
But um, what what you said in there, man, what what advice? How, how long have you been married now? I've been married for 16 years. 16 years. OK, so and I've, I've got a few on you. It'll, it'll be 25 for us this year. Praise God, man. Yeah, Thank Praise you, brother. Um, what advice would you pass on from what you've learned through 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 some of what you just shared to younger brothers getting married? Um, but, you know, again, doing ministry, et cetera. What, 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 what nuggets would you pass on from your learning, man? I think um, there's a scripture that says that um, how can a man manage the household of God if he can't manage his own household? Mm. The Bible also says that if a man doesn't manage his house, if he doesn't manage his whole house, his, his household faithfully, faithfully, he is worse than an infidel and has lost the faith. Mm. Those two scriptures stick out to me concerning anything we do. Yeah. Um, I think that when the lights are gone, when the stage is gone, when you're no longer uh, when you're no longer being used in the, the area of music, your family is always going to be there. And that's that's my legacy. I, I wrote a new song now I haven't put out, but where I said I sow into my tomorrow by sowing into my children. I live for that's tomorrow cool. by sowing into my children. Yeah. So they're going to be here. And that's the mindset. I think that the mindset that we always we think about the Illuminati, like the Illuminati, the Illuminati <laughs> is the best example I could give. The Illuminati, they don't see they don't see themselves accomplishing their goal mm. in their lifetime. Yeah, They say, I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and then I'm going to pass the next part of the goal that we're trying to reach to the next person and the next person, the next person. And I feel like that's how we have to be as fathers. We have to look yeah. at our children and say, okay, I don't know what 50, 100 years from now is going to look like, but I know my day is coming where I'm going to pass away and you're going to be here. Right. So I plan into you for you to affect those years and I'm not here. And then you do the same for your children, your children. So I'm, I've learned that, in trial and error, because Trig, I didn't have it. I didn't get it right, man. I neglected my home for years. Yeah. Uh, chasing, chasing the stage, the light, trying to be effective, trying to be a, a, a big time minister, et cetera, et cetera. But I've learned that that my my household and our home will always be the luncheon pad to everything else that God can do. It's, the pre, it's the prerequisite. So I always tell people like, yo, if you're not managing your household, then nothing you out you do out there is gonna matter because when it's when it's said and done and we we're seeing this now, a lot of these these ministers that are dying off, their legacy is being destroyed mm. because of things that they did not have in place and in order privately. Yeah, yeah. And that and that will destroy you. So you don't want to you don't want to go your whole life affecting all these lives, doing this, doing that, and then later it comes out, oh, he was cheating on his wife. Oh, his you know he 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 you know his parents his kids never respected him. Yeah. You know, he, he was never there. So now your children resent the ministry. They resent church. They resent all this stuff because you always put it before them and mm -hmm. then ultimately resent God. So uh, that's a nugget that, man, that that I will always carry with me. It's a, a, a hard lesson that I had to learn and that I will continue to share. That's so good, man. That's so good. Younger brothers and, and um, sisters as well in marriage, man. That's, that's, uh, that's a lot of, uh, a lot of good word right there. A lot of good wisdom for sure, for sure. And don't and don't be caught in the trap of um, I just want to make it now, right? Financially to help 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 my family get along, right? Because we've had that one. I know I fell into that yeah. one for a while, right? Yeah. And if you really talk to your 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 spouse, you better have um, fellas, your wife. They will right. tell you if if you have a real conversation that um, we will gladly take more of you and take less of home, less of cars, less of clothes and all those other things that you think you're sacrificing your time for us for. So 
Exactly. You know, if we want to have that real conversation. That's that's the real conversation. We want you physically more, um, spiritually more here, etc. Than than all the other things that you're um, sacrificing for. So, exactly. real talk. Yeah, yeah. What um, man? I just want to go into some of the projects a little bit, bro. Um, and um, if you don't mind, I'd like to go back, then come forward, if that's okay, bro. Is that all right? That's that's fine. Okay, okay. So so um, on um, in in. Back back to closed caption, you know, you you talked a little bit about radio and radio's impact on um, on the on the culture. And I don't know if you were talking just Christian about culture or hip hop culture in large. But one of the things I remember playing that song several times the first time I heard it. So when the radio intervenes, they play it like it's the greatest. And you talk about the impact, right, that. Uh, radio and I took it in broader context that media has on culture, right? Right. Man, just spend a minute on your perspective on on what that on what that what you meant then, and even how that 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 sense may have evolved in terms of how you think about that. Right. So, um, just like you said, Trey, you know, growing up, growing and and growing in the faith, you start to look at things differently, especially when God begins to open our eyes and He allows us to look at things. Even even in the scope of what we're dealing with right now, I think that I think that the Judeo-Christian family structure is being attacked. Mm. Think that uh, what a man is and what defines a man as a man is being attacked. What defines a woman as a woman is being attacked. You know, what does a household should look like? All that stuff is being attacked. And when you look at how it's being attacked or defied, it's been defied by. Uh, dominating the airwaves, dominating uh, radio, dominating television, dominating movies. It's it's, it's to a point where certain ideas are now intentionally being put in everything to normalize it in us, for us to get used to it. And, and you know, when you get used to something, you don't fight against it anymore. You know, you become numb to it. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that through music, uh, violence or degrading of ourselves as black men, um, the uh, degrading of women, um, different things like that. Those things have become a norm to a point to where we say it's just entertainment, but then you see it play out in people's real lives. Right. And and I think that so when so when I say that, that's that's really what I'm talking about is pay attention not only to what is intentionally being put in music, uh, television, and movies. But also pay attention to what you are giving time to be sown mm. into yourselves, mm. because that in turn causes us to not resist. The Bible says um, that if we resist the devil, he will flee. But I, but yeah. we know that if the moment something becomes normal to you, the moment we uh, get used to something, you no longer resist it. You yeah. just tolerate it. Yes. And if you don't resist it, then it's not fleeing. And if you tolerate it, then it now has a place in you, among you, around you. And it becomes a part of your culture and your life. Yes. So, so I, it's a bigger thing to that, man. I think the enemy is using it. But I also think that God God uses that as well because all it is is planting seeds. You know, yeah. I think that there's another scripture in the Bible says uh, I use scriptures a lot. So uh, please uh, forgive me. But um, no, absolutely, man. The Bible says that while you were sleeping, the enemy did this. And there's a scripture that it speaks about. uh the these uh men that were that were given the responsibility of looking over the land looking over the 
the, the farmland, the harvest, for, for lack of better words. And they fell asleep on the job. And while they were asleep, the enemy came and planted other seeds in their crop. Yeah. So when so when it sprouted up, they didn't just see the seeds they planted. They saw these other seeds and it was like, man, what did these other seeds come from? Right. And it was because they were asleep. And, they, and, and that's what the, the 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 main message of that was while you were sleeping, the enemy came and did this. So mm. I think that the enemy is trying to uh, draw us to sleep. He's trying to make things normal. Yeah. To us. He's trying to if I put it before you enough. It'll become normal to you to a point you won't fight against it and you won't speak against it no more. And um, and that's I think that's what's happening in our society. Yeah, that's good. And and for, for me, you know, I'll, I'll I'll say it less eloquently than you. Um, <laughs> it won't be salty anymore. You do what I'm exactly. saying? Like it loses its exactly. salt. We were called to be a salty people. You know, what I mean, um, yeah. You know, I think about uh, you. you I, I watched one of your videos, and you were in you were in, um, in your office talking about how you pray over your city and what to pray for and whatnot. Um, so I know you get some of the business context, but man, you, you ever been you ever been in a job or something like that, and uh, somebody new starts, and and they'll say, ah, oh, they they you know they the, the the white blood cells kicked them out, right? As if to say this person didn't fit, and so. The people in the culture may have ousted that person. Right. right. Well, right. before you have a negative reaction to that, you need to understand, well, what really happened? Right. Because right. that whole concept is a powerful concept in terms of what the white blood cells are supposed to do. White blood cells protect the body. They protect right. and make sure that we don't have something coming to the body that's inappropriate. Right. And we, as a result of that, are poisoned, so on and so forth. I had a time, man, where I was, uh, out in the yard once and you know because what's supposed to happen like if the splinter goes into something it pushes it out it says oh this doesn't belong in the body it pushes it out right that's what right. it does to your right. point of abstaining right? right fleeing push it out and uh i don't know if you ever heard of this term proud flesh i was working in the yard once <laughs> and um something apparently went into like right around here in my um my palm okay and so over the course of days it turned up you know i thought it was like a wart it grew into the size, man, of about a quarter wide and about half a quarter big. Wow. Right? I mean, I couldn't touch it, mouth. I mean, that thing, I mean, it hurt so bad. Right? I was like, oh, my God, don't touch this. So I finally go to, I go to my doctor, and, and he explains to me, he's like, it's proud flesh. I said, what do you mean it's proud flesh? He's like, something got into Ooh. your palm, and your, your body didn't push it out. I said, so what do we do now? He's like, well, I have to, I have to sear this thing off. I said, what do you mean, sear? <laughs> yeah, we have to I said, it hurts to the touch man i can't even like i can't even do anything i can't type i can't he said well we will have to like you know, stick a needle in it freeze it and then cut i said man you're not sticking a needle wow. <laughs> bro, bro 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 it's the worst pain ever okay uh. so so let me just one if you're gonna work in a yard i put gloves on okay right. um, <laughs> two, but, but two White blood cells are good for us, okay? So I'm saying, right. for sure, bro. Um, man, that's so that's so powerful, man. I never heard, I never heard of proud flesh, and I never heard of that analogy. is incredible. Yeah, like, I, oh my gosh, man, that's incredible. I, you made me think about something else. I, I don't want to prolong. No, I please, share. please. Yeah. All right, so so this is this is something that God sh shared with me, and I think it. It speaks to the same thing, but it's a, it's what I see in the body. So in the body of Christ, we have different gifts. We know that we have um, we have people that are very uh, gifted in understanding exegesis. They're they very mm -hmm. gifted, in understanding and interpret, inter yeah. interpret scripture. 
But we also have the those who are very fluent in the spiritual gifts, you know, uh, pr uh, the prophetic. Um, there's certain things that the Bible calls a word of knowledge. There's certain things yes. that people know um, about other people that God revealed to them in order to help them in a walk, to confirm certain things in their life that maybe they've been in a, on a fence on. So the, we have the spiritual gifts. To me, and you know this trick yourself, man, is it from experience. There's always been this power struggle of the, the spiritual Christians and the biblical Christians. You know, right. the ones that you feel like they know the word and the ones that say, you know, y'all y'all ain't never lived by the spirit, though. Y'all got all this scripture, but y'all ain't lived by the spirit. Well, one thing that God showed me, I thought about I was watching this. Her name is Selma Blair. It's a, 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 mm. a white actress by the name of Selma Blair. And I remember seeing her in one state. And then all of a sudden, in the course of a year, I saw her look like a totally different person. Sel Selma Blair is battling multiple sclerosis. Mm. She's battling multiple sclerosis. And it blew my mind because I was just and it broke my heart because I was just like, wow, how, how can something like multiple sclerosis progress so fast? Like right, right. to where she was this vibrant person that can run around and, 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 and be in all of these roles and do this and do that. And to this point, to now she's limited in her walking. She she needs mm. a walking stick. Some days she needs a, a a wheelchair. And I and I had to I, I had to be the Holy Ghost. I had to be God that was prompting me. He said, "Well, study it. Look into multiple sclerosis and and tell me what you tell me what you find." So as I began to study it, I realized just like you said, with the the, the white blood cells have a purpose. He said, uh, "In multiple sclerosis, the immune system, our immune system, that is meant." to protect our body from things attacks our own nervous system. Mm, 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 so so, mm. so you so so our, our, our immune system attacks our own nervous system and it disrupts the communication or the things that are sent from the brain uh through our spine to the other places in our in our body. So when her legs are now not working properly it's because her immune system is is attacking the communication that that takes place from the brain. Uh, through the spine to other yeah. places in her body. And I, and I look at that and I was like, you know, the body of Christ has multiple sclerosis. Yeah. Because we have, there's some of us that are so, that want to defend and protect the body so bad, but they don't realize that they're attacking other places in the body that are meant to help us. Like this thing works together. It works together. And if we yeah. and we have this attacking, these apologists attacking these uh I guess prophets, you know what I'm saying, or whatever, yeah. and 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 it's and it's really causing us, it's slowing us down, it's immobilizing our progression yeah. uh, as a body, and that's I know that's kind of long winded, but that's something I'm, that's what I thought about when you when you said no, nah, that's beautifully said, man, beautifully said, because it makes you just want to say, everybody, <laughs> lay your weapons down, right? Right. <laughs> no friendly fire. Lay your weapons <laughs> down. We got to fuck this out. You know what I'm saying? True. True. <laughs> Man, bro, that's that's good. That's good. Um, all right, let me start to come 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 to the to the latest release, man. Um on uh uh no the latest project, no delay in America. Bro, bro, first of all, the latest project, guys. If y'all haven't picked up the latest project, you 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 sleeping. So he comes back from retirement, drops no delay. He's about to drop another project, by the way, which he yeah. I'll make sure you talk about that before we wrap up, man. But on no delay, bro. I've been listening to several joints since it dropped. Uh, uh, is it Pale Face Moonlight? What's, what's that? Yeah, Under under Pale Moonlight. Under Pale Moonlight. That's my joint. So I have certain songs. I'm, you know, listen, first of all, if you're on Peloton, 
Send me a DM. Let me know so we can link up. I'm about to hit my thousandth ride in the next 30 days. I want to do like a thousandth ride with people I know and love. You dig what I'm saying? So DM DM me, hook it it up. But that's in my my Peloton list. That joint just hits because I think it's in the 80 BPM range. It's like a nice, you know, when you want to come down, it's it's, it's perfect. Um, So, but in America, the song America You State, man, we overcome by his blood and our testimony. Or we can leave it to ourselves and just carry on. Dig bigger holes, buy bigger homes, create bigger debt, apply for bigger loans. And they ain't even talking about material possessions. Should have been learned our lesson, choosing curses over blessings in America. Right. Bro, talk to (laughs) me. Talk to me, man. Man, I I, I wrote that, man. Um, And I think it it still speaks. I mean, I dropped it. during a time where everybody was protesting and yeah uh um you know the pre- we have the election going on we have covid going on we have racism going on I mean, it's all this stuff going on and i feel like our our country um s- still would be willing to uh to the detriment of some other people in order to feel like they're bringing some type of peace you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying it's like mm-hmm. You know, even with the uh, I don't even want to get I can get into it, but I, I won't. I'll say that for another conversation with the vaccine and all that yeah. stuff. But I, I just think that America has lost its way. Not only did I think that America has lost its way. I think that I think that America is 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 running downhill so fast. And it's because the church, the voice of the church is not is not loud as it used to be. Mm-hmm. I thought, so even as much as I can be upset with America, I, start, I also have to b- put the blame, partially the blame on the responsibility of the church. If you notice throughout the Bible, God always salvaged a, a land if he could find faithful people. Right. If he could find faithful people, he w- it would literally hold back curses. It would literally hold yeah, back, yeah, yeah. you know, judgment. If he could just find a group of people that was crying out to him. But I think that in America, uh, pa- patronism has has leapfrog righteousness. I think uh, economics has leapfrog mm. righteousness. I think uh, uh, for the sake of not offending uh, a group of people, has leapfrog uh, uh, righteousness. And, and so, so when I in that song, when I was speaking about America, it's just really painting that picture. Is like we're doing everything to get ahead, but we don't realize that we're choosing the curse. You know, we don't realize yeah. that. We're Choosing to disobey God, we're, we're, we're going after the things that we want in ways that didn't that God didn't advise us to go in, and that's 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 basically in a nutshell what the song is about. Yeah, that's so good, man. And in, in terms of pri- you know priorities, and, and one of the things you know when we say the the church, I think when we talk when we when we use that language, it's so easy for people to say, oh, you know, you're demonizing the church. We're not talking about the church body. We're not talking about right. I, well, at least I'm gonna, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but when mm-hmm. I say the church. I start with myself. I start with me. Yeah. I'm a part yeah. of the church, right? I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to ask myself, am I doing things that are are truly beneficial um in terms of advancing the kingdom's agenda, right? Um right. one of my favorite quotes, uh, I think it may have been Bruce Lee was it's not about what else you're gonna add to. A lot of times it's what we need to take away, right? Mm-hmm. So deducing, taking things off, deducting, taking things off your plate to make more room to be available for God's work, right? Yeah. Um, and a lot of times we're looking for the next thing to do. So I'm going, okay, what I need to stop doing, right? Um, and then um, 
man, I, I last about 18 months ago, I went through this discipleship journey with some brothers, man. And one of the most powerful things to that journey was the framing of two questions I use now uh, when I'm, I'm working through things. Mouth. One is um, before I take on any new project, I ask myself a question. Is this a brick? Meaning is this a brick that's going to help with kingdom building? Because if it's not a brick, I need to really think about if that's something I can add to my agenda. You do what I'm right. saying? Like if it's not a brick. And then the second question is, um, because I, I can get moving fast and and not give people the time I need to give, is to to be more thoughtful and asking and sometimes praying about what's that person's role in kingdom building? Right. Because no person is disposable. And sometimes exactly. we need to move into and fro and we're looking about quantity of people as opposed to the, to the quality and depth of these relationships and what role God has us in terms of depositing into these relationships. You do know what right. I'm saying? And that right. to me is a part of that church impact, man. No, I agree 100%. I think, um, I, I, like you said, I think a lot of people do get offended uh, when we say the church and this and that and that and this, I, I guess for me, I see, I see the impact that the church can have. Yes. And I see that the advantage that we have even being connected to the father who knows all things. Um, and it just shows it just sometimes I see that we drop the ball. And like you said, it starts at home. Like I can't get mad that the church is not speaking on certain topics. If I personally don't sit my family down and go through these topics myself. Yeah. So everything starts in the home. Like I literally like my family and I right now are reading through the book of Acts. My, and mm. I've never done that before. We've always talked about certain things, but now as a family, we're starting nice. to do more. So I want to make sure that, you know, I want to make sure that that everything that they know about the Bible and know about God is not coming from a, a biblical resource or it's not right. coming from another pastor, but that they can say, as a family, we do this. Even, yeah. even in school, like I learned that, uh, you know, that I'm realizing that everything that was taught in school, you know, we send our children to school every day, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and they learn and we want them to get high marks. But we also have to realize that the school teaches a curriculum that they feel needs to be taught. So there are so there's so much that they don't know because I, I look at school and I'm like, man, there's so much that I thought I knew that I learned more. I feel like I learned more after school. Mm, I feel like I learned mm-hmm. more uh, in my own journey of researching and studying. So now I, I question my, my my children, you know, especially yeah. my daughter. My sons are older. They're both 22. But my daughters are, are in ones in high school, ones in, in middle school. And I sit them down. What do you think about this? And, and, and I want their honest opinion. And we research it together as a family. So when I when I talk about the body, when I say the church mm-hmm. is that, and like you said, the bricks, is it a brick? So I, I always look at like that. Like, how are we building? Are we really building? Um, or are we really uh, or is anything that we're doing um, going to be detrimental in the long run? Are we is this conversation that we have and is it a hell of heaven issue? Is this, uh, you know, or are we just wasting time arguing with each other just to be right about something? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, the most recent revelation or understanding that I've come into. Is that most of us really don't know God, you know, mm. like we say we do, you know, I, I, I realize that a lot of people that have walked away from the faith that have walked away from God are haven't really walked away from God. They walked away from a God that they were taught. They walked away from a God that they were taught. And I realized that because there are certain there, to be honest with you, there are churches that I left because of what they were teaching that I mm. felt like didn't line up with the word. So you take yeah. a person that has been, that they grew up in that church and that's all they've known. 
when they when they hit that brick wall in life and say, man, something ain't right about this. Some of them don't question whether they were being ta taught right or wrong. They just say, I'm not with this anymore and I'm not with that God anymore. And they walk away from God. And we were like, man, they turned away from the faith. They apostate. So they was never saved. And it's probably they're walking away from a God they were taught. So I always ask people, do you really know God? Yeah. yeah. And, I, and, and that's been my goal. That's been my push now with my music. And you'll, you'll catch wind of that from anything else that I put out is I'm pushing you to really know God. Because when this thing, when it's when it's all said and done with, you know, we we we're not going to be able to 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 blame people. We're not going to yeah. be able to say it's your fault. You taught me wrong and you told me wrong. And this no, I want you to know God because I'm not I'm not perfect. Trig, you're not perfect. We're not oh, perfect. No. Oh, we're gonna fall short. There are things. There's a, a a change in our theology that may switch up from five years from today. Where we say, man, I held on to that. Now I see that different. That's a reality, no matter where you at in uh in, in 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 church, no matter your pastor, preacher, whatever, you're you're we're always growing and, and growing to know the father better. So I know that I said a lot, but that's my thing, that's man. Good, I'm pushing bro. people to say know God for yourself. Yeah, Please that's... know God for yourself. Yeah, yeah. And that's that comes across so clear, man. Your messaging on your on your um social pages, bro. I love I love the pieces you do for mouth. Um, it's beautiful. What, you know, what was it like coming back, um, to do no delay after, you know, you, you resurfaced from retirement? What was that like, man? Um, it, man, really just a, just a, a, a purpose, more purpose. I think that like, like I was saying before, when I, when I stepped away and I thought it was a retirement, I think God was, I know God was showing me some of my own insecurities. Mm -hmm. He was showing me some of my own hangups. You know, when you're doing this music for so long, um, and you look at the people that have financially leapfrog you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's just one of my personal was a personal insecurity of mine. Like, dang, yeah. I, I, I don't I'm not doing it to the capacity or have done it to the capacity where I can live off of it. I still yeah. work a full time job, you know, and you like, man, you know what I got to do. Those are areas where I was losing sight. Those are areas. Yeah. My message never changed. But I also was there still was something in me trying to figure out how how can I be more profitable mm -hmm. financially so that I can do this full time and nothing's wrong with that. However, if it consumes you, um, it can get the best, get the best of you. And whether you saying something right or wrong, you can still have issues and struggle internally. Right. So coming back, I was, my mindset was, okay, I, I understand that I may get, I may never get to a point where I can do this full time. I may never be on anybody's Grammy list. I may never be the most followed uh, Christian uh, artist. I may never like I just that's just a reality I I look at and I've embraced. Right. But so my whole mindset is I want to be a father with integrity. Coming back, I wanted to say, you know what? I want to make sure that I'm managing my time correctly. And I want to make sure that anything that I'm sharing with other people is something that I've experienced, something yeah. that, that I can say, you know what? I've got fruit from this. So what I'm giving you is seed from fruit that's been produced in my life and not yeah. something that I've never experienced. I, I have actual tangible fruit. So what I'm telling you is not something somebody else told me It's what I know and what I experienced. So coming back, God has allowed me to stand on that, uh, that foundation of, you know what? I'm cool. If I'm never the most known Christian rap artist, I'm cool. Right. 
if 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 I don't sell, you know, if I'm not top, I'm never top on the top of iTunes list. I'm cool. I just want to be effective to the people that 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 God has called me to. Uh, one thing that He shared with me is there there's an ear for every voice. Yes, so indeed. I, I believe so. I believe that there's somebody that God wants me to speak to, and I'm yeah. okay with that. And that's my that's been my mindset coming back. Praise God, man. Praise yeah. God. Well, I, I, like I said, if y'all haven't picked up No Delay. Um, you need to get it. You, you're late, and because talk talk about the next project, bro. When, what, when's the next project dropping, and what, what's 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 coming? So so right now, man, I I, I have been recording. Uh, you know, as artists, you know, nothing is better than the project that you're working on presently. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know how it is. Yeah. I'm gonna drop my best work. You know, so that's always yeah. how it is, man. You just you just be feeling the moment that you're in. But I, like I told you before, man, I'm I'm really at a place now where I'm like, man, I'm pushing to for people to really love God. There's right. a there's this song that I just that I just put out that's on my bandcamp, which is uh mouthpiece music uh dot band, bandcamp.com. Uh mouthpiece music slash bandcamp.com. But it's but it's a song that I just put out um called Boomerang. Mm. And um I didn't like I said I didn't release it widely, but it is on my bandcamp page and you actually can hear the whole song on my Instagram page which is mouthpiece as well, M-O-U-T-H-P-I-3-C-E. Um, but the song, even in that, it just kind of is going to give you a, a, a prequel of everything that where God has me right now. And that whole song talks about, do I really love God? You know, um, and I think that I think that in church, when it comes to grace. Right now, we're, we're we want everybody to understand the grace of God. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, like, do you understand that God loves you, loves you, loves you, loves you? And I and the 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 message that I'm trying to come across or get across concerning that right now is that God's love is never in question. It's always ours. It's never his love. Amen. He, he's he's been faithful from the beginning. So the issue is us. So the fact that we feel like if we can ever get to a place where we feel like God don't love us, it's because we feel feel bad about what about our loving of him. We we feel bad that we haven't been honoring and loving him like we should. That's the only, that's the only way or the only way that Satan has any ammunition against us because he's the accuser of the brethren. He's the one that comes up and says, you ain't worthy. You, you God don't want to use you. Look what you've done. Look what you continue to do. Sorry. And I'm not saying that we don't need God's grace concerning mm -hmm. that, but what I'm saying is a, a, a great way to fend off that, a great way to keep this, keep the enemy at bay or, or not even giving them any ammunition is saying, God, Teach me to love you better. Yes. Teach me how I can love you. And so that whole song is called Boomerang. And it basically just talks about how the love that he gives us, we're supposed to give back to him. And we give it back to him by loving other people. We give it back to him by doing what he says do. And that's that's where the new songs that I'm coming out with right now, man, um, is, is where is where that's it. It's really just trying to push people and get people to focus on their personal relationship with God. Amen. And, and that's where it's at right now. So when you when you ask me, do I have a name of the project or or, or what is going to man? I right now I'm like, you know, I just got me a camera. Um, one of my one thing that I I haven't I haven't done much of is visuals. I don't do many videos for my music. So mm -hmm. I just got me a, a nice camera to shoot videos on now. So okay. I'm, my goal now is to, is is how can I take a song. And 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 highlight that song as much as I can. Give it a nice. good visual and, and put the song out and let the song itself 
um, do what it's supposed to do before I try to throw out a project. I really might just do that for every song, try to make every song as big as I can and, and, and release music that way. Gotcha. Gotcha. Love it, man. Love it, bro. We, we're going to be praying for you and supporting you as Thanks. always, man. We'll have all the links in the, um, in the, in the interview and, and on the site and, uh, everyone watching again, support mouthpiece and what he's doing. If you're looking for some lyrics that are going to, um, lyrics and songs that are going to inspire you, but also, uh, provide some level of, uh, substance, conviction, motivation, inspiration, edification, this is what you want to pick up and uh, share with your peoples, man. Let me ask you one last question, man. If, if people watch and say, hey, look, um, if you ask me one thing, I'll do one thing for you, man. I'm a supporter of Mouthpiece uh, today. Mm -hmm. what, would you, what would you tell people to do? If, in support of me? Is that yeah, what you if say? They, if, they, if they say, look, if you ask, if you ask, I'll do. What, 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 if you have one, one thing you could ask folks, uh, what would you ask for? Man, I would say, I really would just say, I'm learning triggers. It's not about me. So uh, I'm I'm just a vessel, man, for God. So it's never about me. If there's anything, I would say that if there's anything that I've ever put out that is that has really helped to transition and push your life and push you closer to the Lord, I would say just share that. Mm. It's not even about, it ain't even about new material. If there's anything that I've posted, if any music that I ever put out, if you want to support me in any way, I would say share the message that I that you got from it. Even whether you wreck, whether you say I did it or I prompted it, I don't care. I don't care. God sees all. He knows how to reward you and he knows how to reward me. Amen. So I would just say share. If there's any inspiration that I've ever done, I would say share that with somebody else. And, and that is supporting what God has called me to do.